0: <coughs> pressure because I've never uh, recorded this part with someone else in the room. Q <coughs> radio voice. I would like to start off by acknowledging all tangata whenua of Tāmaki Makoto. I pay my respect. No. <laughs> You're close. What's the next line? I pay my respect. Yeah. I pay my respect to tupuna past and present here and across the moatu. Namihi nui kia yeah i did get it right yeah that is it yeah it work? is work work i'm probably gonna re-record that i just wanted to see if i can remember it like everything off my heart totally kia ora everyone and welcome to ribbon tied dreams a queer as fuck podcast with me miss gina Pride season is upon us. Yes, in a few days' time, Auckland Pride starts, and uh, I thought it would be perfect time to get a certain fellow in with me. His name is Max Tweedy, director of Auckland Pride. That's quite fierce. All-round queer activist. Uh, Star sign... Dunno. What's your star sign? Aquarius. (sighs) (laughs) there you go (laughs) welcome to my podcast
1: ciao gina thanks for having me
0: that's all right how's it going
1: uh good yeah i mean it's hectic yeah but yeah really good it's only a few days until pride what have you been doing this week um well i mean this like i've just been i partied yesterday because it was laneway yesterday but it's been a lot of like final stuff um in terms of, like, just finalising little bits of marketing and, like, tiny little event details. So, um, yeah, it's just been a week of, like, getting all our ducks in a row. All the, like, boring
0: sort of admin stuff. Yeah, a lot of admin stuff.
1: And there's, like, been, like, a little, like, few pieces that we've, like, locked in today, and that's been really great. But other than that, it's just kind of, like, like, it's here. There's not a lot we can do at this point. You know, we've been working on this since... Uh July. Yeah, so July
0: last year. Yeah, I
1: know. So now we're here. So it's exciting.
0: It is. Um what are you most excited for for this pride?
1: Oh, Um it's so hard to pick out like one specific event. I think I well, I think I'm really excited. I mean, first we've got 154 events. Work. Which is insane. Like our biggest biggest pride ever. Biggest pride ever.
0: Yeah,
1: And the previous largest festival was 86 events. Oh, wow. We'd never hit 100 events. And that was my like personal goal coming mm. into the role. I was like, I want to hit 100 events. Yeah. And and then we just smashed it. And that's been really exciting. So I think on the whole, like I'm really excited to see a Pride that has like so many events that are free, that mm. are community-based, that are spread mm. across Tamaki Makoto, um, that everyone can just get involved with. That the, I think that to me as a whole really exciting. That's me. what you're excited about. Yeah.
0: Oh, look, man for the people. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, it's great. Um, I was going to go back a little bit. What is your uh, relationship with pride? Um, my relationship
1: with pride started. I mean, I think like even going back was. Um, when something really clicked for me was watching the third reading of the marriage equality debate before mm. I went into law. Where were you at that moment? I was in my living room, um, down in Wellington, um where I'm from, and I was watching it um live. Kind of I, I knew it was significant, but then there was something in me that like clicked that was like, Oh, these rights that we have like aren't handed to us on a silver platter, like we actually have to fight for them. And that was kind of a realization to me that things weren't equal and that we, yeah, that like if we wanted shit, we had to go out there and fight for it. And I think Pride's just been a natural extension of that, um, especially with, um, you know, what happened, you know, last year with, you know, I felt that was
0: something. to know really what you're worth, talking about. <laughs> the, the
1: incident as we yeah. call it. Um, yeah. I, something worth fighting for. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, I guess that's been my relationship with pride is that I think it's something worth fighting for.
0: That's a cool moment, um, for that to be like your the click where, where you sort of figure that stuff out because I was at a friend's house, we, we got together, it was like an event for us. Mm. It was uh, a lot of us got together having a few drinks, and yeah, we were watching it live as well. And I remember, I wasn't Instagram story, wasn't around then, I think it was um Snapchat story, um, and I was just like posted a video, just like crying. I was like, oh, we did it, we did it, and like, yeah, that that was significant to me as well because I, I was I'd been out. Uh, as a gay male for a few years um, already. But then when that's sort of happening, oh, you you kind of realize, oh, well, we still don't have, you you know, all the rights. And it was just kind of like, ah.
1: Yeah, because then that was my journey was like, like, oh, we're here. We got there. And Mm -hmm. no, that's not the case. Still a lot. And yeah, and I think the kind of further that I delved kind of into that and explored that kind of passion of mine, was when I started to kind of realize, and I think yeah, the next like for me as well. I at the same time then I think the whole um, you know like Caitlyn Jenner came out, and then mm. that really highlighted to me as well like the inequities for like trans communities, mm. and I was like, okay, cool, like we're not we're not there. We've got a lot more to fight yeah. for, and that that kind of kept me going.
0: I'm gonna go back even further. Uh, when did you come out?
1: I came out when I was 13.
0: Oh, little man. Yeah, Max. so I.
1: I was really lucky. Um, I first realized I thought I was bi when I was like eleven, and um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever told the story publicly.
0: But, oh, but you've heard it here first on the an exclusive. So
1: and this is really funny. Um, the um, we my family were big watchers of Glee. And <laughs> right engineer. so like right so I told you this is why this is exclusive um big watches of glee and I don't know my sister drove it as well like it wasn't even me and then there was the big born this way episode oh, and that, I just felt yes. like I was living and then that night like when mom like said goodnight to me like tucked me into bed I think it was like 11 or 12 I'm gonna and cry. I was like and I was like mom I think I'm bisexual and then she kind of just like didn't even think it was really a thing like she was like oh you just watch this episode yeah. um <laughs> And, but then, yeah, but then I kind of, I, then I realized in my first year of high school and there were some amazing teachers, uh, there were a couple of lesbian teachers in my high school oh, and they like
0: fantastic. modeled
1: that that was okay. And mm. then, um, and then, yeah, I started the coming out process when I was 13 and was very, yeah, I was relatively very lucky.
0: What was it like transitioning? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Exclusive! <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> why that was the word that uh popped into mind first. But um yeah. what was the journey like going from um the New Zealand AIDS Foundation to Auckland Pride? Yeah. Um and how did that come about and what were what made you want to move over? What was what was your calling? I mean the role came up
1: like the job title's literally called Director of Pride. That, that like, sounds huge. It's the most kick-ass job title, like, I would say, in the world. Yeah. And I saw the job and I thought, I'm so not qualified for this. Um, but fuck, it would be a hoot. Like, yeah. what a cool job to have. <laughs> and I've always, I've never, like, I've always applied for jobs that have been out of my reach. Uh-huh. Um, so it's never, it's like, that's never stopped me. There's always yeah. been. It's a good shrink to have because, like, and I myself could not. Well, that you the, know? The, that voice comes later. My voice uh-huh. comes after, and it, then it's like imposter syndrome. <laughs> um, but it's – so I thought, like, screw it. And I think um, I had felt after, like, a year and a bit at the AIDS Foundation that I had started to kind of, like – I'd done what I wanted to do, and I didn't feel like I was being as effective in my role anymore. And so I was kind of, I was kind of passively looking for jobs, and that obviously came up, and um, – Yeah, and so I I applied for it, and obviously we know what happened there. But I think, you know, I felt, and I still always feel that when you're working in kind of community organizations, I think your main purpose of being there should be making a difference and and Mm. furthering the kaupapa of the organization Mm -hmm. you're in. And if you are no longer doing that to what the role deserves, then I think you need to, like, you you need to go for the the good of it. And it's not like I, you know, I don't feel like I was absolutely useless there. I just don't feel like, I don't think, like, my heart was as much in it as it first was um after year and a bit and I I absolutely love the work that they do and and what we stand for and it's great because I've been able to kind of bring that to to pride but um I think the you know that was you know I think that was a a part of why but also like the yeah the job was kick-ass the title was insane um and I thought what an incredible opportunity but like I said I never thought I would get it
0: yeah I mean I, I think it's like I think you're like perfect for the role because um you are young still yeah you know and it's like a fresh voice but it's also you are someone who's obviously you know you came out at quite a young age and just your values and your views are like something that i think pride needed so i think it's like perfect thank you yeah and like you've done amazing like Pride's about to happen and it's looking <laughs> fucking awesome. And I'm um, just like me, you know, being on a few of the posters as you're doing. So I guess I owe like, <laughs> hey, you a gobby or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Is that why we're doing
1: the podcast yeah, in your bedroom? That's why you're in my bedroom. Yeah. And right. we're filming and the bed uh, okay. is
0: half made. Right. Um <laughs> there you go. that's it. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um also on that topic, you don't have to talk about it. This is, you know, but if you if you feel like you yeah. Can this is a safe space? <laughs> um, I remember there was a little bit of um, drama, controversy, kind of awkward stuff going on with um, your previous job to this one. With people, was it? Did people find some tweets of yours, and did they go to your employer? Like what? What was that about? I, I think it was a highly emotional
1: time for everyone, and um, yeah, there were. People that felt that because I like my job was in community engagement at the AIDS mm. Foundation. Uh and they felt that, um, you know, rightly or wrongly, that I shouldn't have taken such a public position. Um, and they yeah, and they they complained about that to to the AIDS Foundation. Um yeah, which is it's kind of odd, right, to have your kind of like job security mm. threatened in that yeah. sort of sense. Um, yeah. but like I mean there was a whole lot of stuff that happened at that point and there was so many high emotions and you know, people have since, you know, like talked to me and apologized and like kind of moved on. I think it was just like in the heat of the moment. I think people were, you know, people felt like they were on both sides were in a, like in a fight for what they believed pride was. And they felt it was, there was almost this kind of, um, Vibe. I, get, I don't I hate the word vibe. Um, I love that <laughs> there vibe. Was, uh, you know, I think there was this almost this um, situation where people were doing whatever they could. Almost, I mm. think, because there was a lot of personal attacks. I was not, you know, like I think of, yeah. of Sissy, the chair, and the amount mm. that she endured. And I think, you know, that I feel like that was just part of it. I mean, people were people were threatening. You know, it wasn't just my job on the side that was being threatened as well. Like there were yeah. people on the board and that sort of stuff. I think it was um yeah I think it just I think it was a a a consequence of the high emotions that was running yeah
0: definitely because I mean once um a debate or a conversation starts getting personal that's when like you just got to check out like it it should never go there you know
1: yeah I've had some I had some horrible things that people said about me um on Facebook and you know etc and it's kind of one of those things where for me I've kind of had the privilege of never really giving a shit what people think about me. Mm. Um, and it, it's funny because, like, my mum tells me that that goes back to, like, kindergarten. I've just never mm. cared. Um, so a really solid trait to have during such a, like, public Definitely. personal debate. But I agree. I don't think, you know, the debate never should have been personal, but it, it did because it was mm-hmm. emotional. And... um I think everyone that ever participated in those sorts of like personal attacks regrets that. And I think that was the really unfortunate part of that debate was there was was about so much more than the people that were involved with it. It was about the issues and about the things that we felt worth fighting for. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. My other question was going to be what, um, has been your biggest challenge in your role with Auckland pride? I'm guessing it would be something along those lines that we just discussed or is there something else that's been like a a challenge for you to like get over or
1: I think the biggest challenge for me has honestly been learning Mm. um directing an arts festival (laughs) is not something I had experience and I you know I'd experience in events and I had some experience in leadership and but you know not in like managing finances and like Campaigns and all mm. that sort of stuff. So I've had to pick that up and, and and been around a really supportive board. So there's a bunch of skills that I've picked up and a bunch of things that I've done that I never thought I would be doing or could be doing. But I honestly don't think it was a challenge. I think as a result, people saw they were like, oh, here's this 21 year old. And I think especially people that like didn't back the board or were um, you know, disagreed with the police decision, were like, oh, here's this 21 year old. And I think I kind of got underestimated mm. that they didn't feel it mm. was worth going in because they – I don't know. I think they felt like, oh, he's doomed to fail because he has no idea what he's doing. Um, so I didn't actually feel like that came up for me as a significant challenge. Obviously, that pops up and the – you know, sometimes certain events and you see people and it's a little bit awkward because, yeah. like, Ooh, they've said shit about you and, <laughs> like, that's kind of hard. But yeah. it's still – I think a lot of people have gone, okay, the emotion's gone. We have to work together. Like, let's just push forward. So I don't feel like that has been as much of a challenge as I anticipated – um, but yeah, just kind of, I think personally and kind of professionally in terms of my own skill set and
0: experience, that's actually been the biggest challenge. Learning. It's something yeah. we can all do. We can all always learn new things from other people. And I think like, it's incredible. You've got some strength there behind you. Thank you. Because not everyone could like, yeah, motor on through that kind of stuff. Oh, and it's <laughs> taken
1: multiple glasses of gin. Ah! And, um, you know, I think like as well, I have to really not like my best friends have really... Mm. Been there for me, yeah. Like, I had, um, like, <laughs> shout out to Blaze, it was like a, the night before the launch, and I was like, I it, nothing was going right for me. Like, I'd worked all of that day, and knew I had to work all of Sunday like pulling all this stuff together. And it was crazy. And blaze was like yelling at me in my living room, at, like one o'clock in the morning, like get your shit together. You can do this. Aww, so if it like, good you know, to have those know, Yeah. so good to have those friends. And, and there's been like a lot of friends, like a lot of my best friends from Wellington and, and in Auckland that have like had my back mm. when I've just ne- needed to stop. Like when I, you just can't be strong sometimes when you're like, this is falling to pieces and you're like imposter syndrome comes in where you're like, should I be doing this? Am I good enough for this? So that'll help. So I definitely don't want Like, it's not been smooth sailing for me, but like I've had an incredible group of people and family as well, of course, that has like allowed this to happen and, and had my back when... I needed to have a good sitting down and
0: like sort your shit out. Work. Oh, your twenties are still on the way, so enjoy the rest of them. Um, (laughs) There's gonna be some more hair. I I still,
1: I do. I still really want to enjoy them. I really don't want to get like caught up in this kind of job and think that I can't have fun. I think that's almost a deputation. Some people like see me out or like doing certain things, and then they're almost like, "Oh," and I'm just like, "No, I'm in my twenties. I'm gonna have fun. Like this is it's just a job, and Mm. I'm still allowed to enjoy myself and like be." a young queer person and just like live my life and enjoy like, don't give me any of that.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, it's people should be allowed to have a successful career and a professional life and still be able to let loose and it not, and, and it coincide with each other. Like it, you know what I mean? Like it shouldn't be, you shouldn't be judged on your personal life and it brought into your professional life.
1: Yeah. And I, like I, I do get it. I think, you know, there's never, there's never going to be a, like a actual line between my, Mm. personal and professional life but you know like I think certainly I don't want it to stop me and one of the things you know you are mixing in the same circles you're seeing people that you're like professionally emailing at work out like yeah. on a weekend and that's just fine I think like I, I, I genuinely think it's part of it And I think we just have to have fun and stop like policing ourselves and stop having like to not have fun I think like to me that I don't care about that and you know, you just can't cross any major lines, you know what mm. I mean? So I think, you know, as long as I still want to have fun, even though yeah. I've got this job and, and that's not gonna stop me.
0: Um one of the little taglines that I um saw in the Auckland Pride ad that I wanted to bring up, mm. um, because it kind of has a may have a different meaning to certain people, yeah. um, is diversity, not division. Mm. And we got obviously some support. Uh, People who were against the uh, police in uniform ban, um, who would see that and go, "Well, you created division," or you know that from their side, it's like, "What were you trying to do?" Yeah. Um, How can we like? I would love to have had someone from Rainbow Auckland Pride um, in, but I don't really know any of them on a personal level. I don't even, you know, really know who's on on their board or what what's that. So maybe in future, if anyone's listening, I'd love to, you know, chat. Um, but with that is there a way like have things moved forward from that are you friendly with anyone there um, what are your thoughts on the walking parade if you're allowed to make comment on this
1: <laughs> yeah I mean it's one of those ones where you know I know people on that board and have had you know I think professional relationships with them in the past especially you know with NZAF you know mm. where, again community engagement I've, I that was how I knew so many people and still know so many people. So, yeah, there there are people on that board that I that I know and um I think the relationship I would just I would describe it as as cordial, you know, like when we see each other it's fine. We, you know, there's no animosity. It, it's it's kind of chatty and you know, we congratulate each other on our wins and I think that's that's really positive. But there's no like significant kind of collaboration or uh, like relationship that's happening there behind the right. scenes. It's very much um like, kind of, we're just, we're doing our thing, and, yeah, and they're doing, doing theirs. Um, yeah, I think, look, I, you know, I won't be there for the walking parade. Um, because We'll be in
0: Sydney. Because I'm
1: in Sydney, I'm getting cancelled again. Um, yeah, supporting hashtag, Mardi Gras. Hashtag NMAX yeah. Um No, so, look, I think, um, yeah, it, it's interesting. It's, like, I think it's very interesting because obviously we have the same thing in Wellington, right, where there's two different organisations, one runs the pride festival. One runs the parade, mm. and that's been a really interesting relationship to to see kind of play out. So I guess I'm kind of wa- I'm kind of waiting and seeing. Um, but you know, like it's one of those things where I don't have a lot of time to kind of think about it. Like, yeah, you have got
0: your own stuff going. Yeah, on. And yeah, and I'm re-
1: I'm really proud of the stuff that we're doing. I'm really proud of the values that Auckland Pride holds and kind of who we. I I guess like who are at like the core of what we want in our decision making. Um. So, yeah, I'm not, um, like, yeah, I guess I haven't had much time to, honestly, to to process it and to think about it properly. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with our march. Our Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a fantastic event. And I think the best part of it is free. Like You know, totally, there's no barriers you know, to entry. Anyone yeah, and everyone yeah. can come in and participate. And that's what's really exciting for me. It's
0: going to be a very busy day. I mean, I'll be walking, obviously, marching, Um. And then the party, and also staircase that night. I'm hosting and performing at staircase. So I'm gonna be fuck girl. Yeah, girl. It's gonna be great. Oh, I such two a two gigs in one night. We love it. Oh, we wow. absolutely love it. Get absolutely that drag love it. Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't need House of Drag to get booked, girl. I'm already booked. Oh, she's booked to the nines, girl. <laughs> booked and blessed. Because <laughs> your
1: Saturday, our party, staircase, and then your big out, big out the next day. Yeah,
0: and then the Friday before that as well is um. Drag Unplugged at Phoenix. Oh, you're
1: doing that. So I'm doing awesome. like a live
0: number there, which because we're not allowed to do our own songs. it's got to be covers. Oh, uh, well, that was the whole thing. Like the yeah. idea of it um, yeah. and being unplugged. I'm like, oh, girl, I don't, don't want to do just karaoke. So I'm actually like um, r- producing a cover of a song. So like from scratch, so doing the music as well. So it's wow. just like the whole song will be mine. But it's like it's, it's a it's a big gay anthem. People can probably guess who the artist is by. It's one of my faves. Um, But, yeah, I'm excited for that as well. Zero to 100, I love it. Yeah, so it's, like, full on... Oh, that's great.
1: That's yeah. so exciting. I really want to go. It's That's one of the things, is there are so many amazing events, mm-hmm. and I can't go to all of them. I need Hermione Granger's yeah, yes. Time Turner. So if someone could find me a Time
0: Turner before Pride, that'd be much appreciated. Need some witchcraft up in this bitch. You like, are sitting near my altar at the moment, ooh. which I've moved, because these are my witchcraft over there. Yeah, so.
1: Well, if you've got a Time Turner over
0: there, girl. But twist you're the sacrifice for this evening. I <laughs> 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 hope you've
1: been watching Sabrina. <laughs> no. I actually came home, and I think, I was watching an
0: episode of Sabrina and I was like oh, oh yeah. and we're like, I the season's I so it. interesting I loved it I like, it was great they're delving into like these like pagan witches in this season it's, mm. it's very interesting if anyone knows a bit about witchcraft it's like oh, I see what they're doing mm. with everything that's gone on with Pride and the reason why Auckland Pride wanted to obviously ask police to march without uniform the reason behind that is obviously to do with race issues because of the inequalities with the police, and I'm really bad with words, but that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I believe, like for me, I believe that pride. You know, we'd love pride to be all year round, etc. But we'll, the reason why that decision there, decision was made, um, is because pride isn't just about, I guess. Essentially, it is about the LGBTQIA plus community. Mm. But within that, we should also be looking at the other minorities and the other people who are still discriminated against and take that on board as our own part of pride.
1: Well, pride is political. Yes. And, like, way back to our roots, you know, even even before Stonewall, you know, like, it's always been political. Mm. It's always been about liberation. and. I think one thing that, yeah, I think that that's the core to me of what Pride is. And I think, I, I think we started to lose that here mm. in Auckland. Mm. I think we started to lose it. I think it became too focused on partying and of like celebrating that we left people behind. Yeah, And I think that was, that's really disappointing, uh, I think, for a Pride festival to, to to like leave those people behind because that is at the heart like we and obviously i didn't go you know through the homosexual law reform protests and 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 that and the aids crisis in the 80s but you know like you know gay men went through that and i for the life of me i can't understand why there are some that just feel like because gay men are kind of all the way except for like conversion therapy
0: mm. um.
1: You can hear about
0: that on my previous podcast episode. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like,
1: except for that, we're all the way there and I can't for the life of me see, because that was it for me. It was like,
0: Mm.
1: we're here, like, you know, people of colour, like our Indigenous communities, trans communities, non-binary communities and sex communities, they're not there yet and
0: why aren't we putting in this energy and making it happen? Yeah, like certain people in the community have been, put forward and they're on the posters they are celebrated a bit more and then others have been left behind so it's how can we go back and pick them up and bring them up bring them forward 100% and that's been yeah that's been a focus of mine and oh like have I got it
1: perfect have we got it perfect this year no Mm, like no mm. we're we're, like it's it's like it's a journey I think for pride because you kind of come into this organization and like again I only really had like seven months to kind of pull a festival together so you kind of just do things Based on what has been done before, or like kind of the knowledge, and you you do shake stuff up, but it's hard to kind of sit yeah. down and have a full year to to reimagine in a little and and that kind of sense. So, I you know it's really important for me. It's why I think you know why I obviously was supportive of the board's decision. I think um, Pride can't afford to leave anyone behind. Um, yeah, there's absolutely room for celebration because celebration brings visibility. Yeah, celebration.
0: I say that too, like we can still party and we can still have a we can still have a parade if that's possible. We still can have, you know, uh, clubs that are like R eighteen only and they're harness gays, they're queer, whatever, you know, you can still have that side of things because we want to be able to celebrate and love life. But there are people that aren't able to love life right now. Yeah. You know? And ah. so you need to find a way to uh, cater to everyone and, yeah, don't, not shut the door on... Even things like having free all-ages events. Like, you know, that's something that isn't... hasn't always been around in Pride. It's always been sort of the after parties. Uh, and
1: that, yeah, that's what we were thinking with our party was... Previously, it's been the Proud Party at mm. Q and, like, last... I like, like, I went to that and, like, it's, yeah, the production value was insane. You know, like, the DJs and the levels and stuff. But, you know, like, you looked at who was there mm. and... Like, who can afford a ticket? Who can afford a ticket? Yeah, yeah, and also totally, I think like, great if that was a Pride event on its own, you know, like the propagandas or whatever that happened yeah. and like... Cool. Like, no one's forcing you Got it, But, like, if that's the endorsed, like, after Pride Party... Yeah. That's kind of inherently exclusive, I, yeah. I don't buy it. Yeah. So, that's why I think, like, for me, it's really exciting that we've got, like, a big free event. Yeah. Um, it's all so ages, good. And just, like... Out here Square is such a cool spot. I know. It, it's so good. I was so... I've been, like, honestly, I... If anyone from Auckland Live is watching this. Girl, we love you. Like thanks
0: Auckland Live. Thanks Auckland
1: Live. Auckland Live have been incredible, and we nice. came to them with this kind of vision that had not really. We're like we'd love to finish the march here and have a big party, and they were on board, and they've been mm. fantastic. So um, it's it's really exciting to to be able to do that and and to give a nice, for inclusive event, and then after that because it finishes at ten, like you can go to staircase um come see us yes i'll be at staircase you can go to staircase you can go (laughs) to um you know basement theaters having the queer AF which you know i think inherently i think caters towards more like queer women and non-binary folk Mm. and people of color which is like amazing so i think that kind of like party space is something where people can pop up and and like feel where they like go to where they where
0: they belong yeah go to where they belong
1: and i think you can't you know you can't do that pride um you know with like those sorts of like big highly produced parties i mm. think you can't cater for like nearly everyone and those sorts of things so um that's what our party does and i think i hope oh, it's cool. gonna be great
0: yeah because i i've never i mean i started transitioning at 25 so up until then i was identifying as a gay male but even then i still didn't feel like there was ever a place where i felt like i mm. belonged yeah which is really difficult so it's so cool to have like so many spaces now it's amazing yeah, I think it is really exciting.
1: And I think, yeah, again, like just removing those kind of barriers to entry and making everything free and accessible. Totally. It's just exciting. Cause you know, before you had to pay so much to be in the parade. Obviously, watching it was free. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, if you wanted to go to the after party, then it was something like fifty bucks a ticket. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Like I never went to any of those. Um sort of after parties or even galas. Um, I, the only gala I went to was because I got a free ticket like years, years and years 100%. ago, you know. So it's just like, yeah, you kind of exclude a lot of people when you're um, restricting it like that. 100%. Now for the hard questions. No. Um, <laughs> this is still on that topic. Um, as a cis white gay male, mm. do you have a message to other cis white gay males on how they can do to be that ally for, queer women for people of color for trans people for bisexuals for intersex what can they do just to help i suppose (laughs) i think it can be summarized
1: in one word and that's listen Mm. i think um i have been really lucky to have had some like incredible friends and activists around me to be able to understand the the issues facing more marginalized queer communities um, and, uh, you know, that's a huge privilege to be able to have those kind of people around me, but also those people are talking all the time, yeah. and the information is out there, the groups are out there um, to to provide that kind of information, and I think it's our role to listen, mm. um, and I think it's also to, to use our privilege in the right kind of ways, and to make yes, sure that we... Yes we are uplifting voices and that we are, um, yeah, I guess I just, we're just caring and we're listening and we're growing. And I think that's the other thing that's been really important for me is like, this is a continual journey of growth for me. I'm like, I just turned 22. Um, I'm not going to get it perfect. And I'm not like, I'm (laughs) not perfect in that sense. I Mm. have never been perfect. And I don't think I will never be perfect. Um, In that regard, but it's a constant learning process. And I'm so grateful for the people that have been really gracious with their time and energy to, like, you know, to talk with me and to for me to be able to listen and and grow and learn from people's lived experiences and their and and I guess their needs in terms of a community. And I think so long as we have that open dialogue and that us as, you know, cisgay white men continue to show that real willingness to learn and that shared kind of compassion and from a place of empathy about our shared um you know because we're, we're all suffering from minority stress we're yeah. all we're yeah, all oppressed and like yeah. you know and that manifests itself we just need to be able to take that experience that we have yeah you know even if it's just being called a faggot down karanga Hape road mm. or there's you know, something like take those experiences and switch them turn them into empathy and mm. and really start to to listen because we have so much work to do and, like, trans women of colour uh trans people in general, you know, like, people of colour have backed us since yeah, Stonewall, exactly. they've been core to that movement of homosexual law reform and in the AIDS crisis, like now we have to pay that back now it and back. Yeah. You, you, like, it, it, yeah like, it's just listen and do what, do for these communities what they did for us and that's just fight and yeah. let's just like, let's just listen and come together and be a community, unite, and, mm. and grow and push for the progress that we need. That would be amazing. I think that's
0: good. Listen, have empathy, and
1: fight. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also, don't be afraid to acknowledge when you fuck it up. Yes. Because yes. I think if you close yourself off when people like call you out or message you, I think that's when, like, growth really starts to, like, stop. You can shut yourself off from it. And I think... Um, like getting it wrong as part of the learning process you learn more from your mistakes than you do your successes 100% Um, that's that's the first step It's like acknowledging
0: like if you're in the wrong
1: yeah Yeah. and take your Mm. ego out of it because it's not about you it's It's not not about about you it's about the movement not about you (laughs) it's not about you it's about like the experiences and the the lives of of these kind of more marginalized queer communities it's not about you so take your ego out of it and prepare to admit when you're wrong um, because you will be because I have been, and I will continue to be. So that would be it. work.
0: The biggest news to come out of New Zealand drag uh, last well Friday last week, but also this week. Like this is it, guys? House of Drag season two. Season two, two is upon us. <laughs> Oh my go- Oh my Oh my god! Finally, because like it was up in the air for ages if it was even happening. Who was cast? Like, what's happening? Girl, like, I've been waiting so long I'm for like, this. What? Um, the cast got revealed on Friday. Gag. Quite a gag, actually. Quite the gag. I'll be honest though. Oh. Like, I feel like season one was a bit more like well known. I'm looking at the season two and I'm like, there's a few like younger drag queens i think
1: it's good though yeah i think it's good i don't know i think like the first season yeah i think was a bit like that but that is the first season you want to stack it with queens that people know but i think like obviously tvnz have given these drag artists an amazing platform yeah and i think it's really great that they're kind of like mixing it up with like really well-established like super talented queens and then queens that have been kind of like I don't know maybe in the scene for like a few like less years and yeah. that's kind of exciting and I think it will make for actually a better season because I I also don't think that experience equals talent not all the either. time no so I I almost think that they might be a little bit underestimated and oh we love an underdog we oh, love an underdog yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's going to be a great season
0: you got th- three contestants that are in their thirties so you got like th- oh, really? three, yeah yeah so okay. we've got um. Rhubarb, um, Stabitha, and Willie are all in their thirties. Oh wow! Um, and then you got a few sort of mid, and then a couple of you know, like early twenties. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, n- there's no surprise, and they're like, "Oh, you're on there." Like, yeah. I think they're all amazing. I'm kind of like, queens. yeah, I,
0: I accept the people that are on there.
1: Yeah, you accept.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm not bitter at all that I'm not on there. Um, not even a little. <laughs> maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> um. A very interesting question here. I think it's going to get um, quite, quite serious tone for a second. Okay. Um, Zach Delante asks, (laughs) "Why is he such a messy bottom?" Oh Oh, bless. I learn from the best, Zach. Oh, from the best. There it is. Um, Monty asks, "When will Nix finally do drag?"
1: Oh. Do you know that's a good question? Um, I, I've always kind of like wanted to. I think well, I think like I've wanted to. I because it's I, it's so fun to me. I think it's such a fun. Can I try it? try it. Um, I would love to try it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe this Just is the year. Happens. Maybe yeah. this is the year. I like, there are some incredible drag artists that I would love to be painted by and put in drag by. And I think, um, yeah. Don't know.
0: Maybe next Pride. Oh, well, I don't. I. God, drag wars this Pride. year. Drag Wars Oh, my God, a Drag Wars. Oh, good Lord, girl. Matthew Sokolich asks When will Max be officially announcing your coronation as Queen of the Gays? Yes. Matt, why would you leak that on air? I should be Queen of the Gays. It
1: was scheduled for Saturday.
0: <laughs> Camp. What's happening this Saturday? The gala. Oh, uh, well, I'm not there. So you can't coronation Well, What do you mean? Eh? mean you're, not, you're not coming? I'm working. Oh, I'm at Kalusi. Yeah. Oh, were well, oh, you going to crown me? I should come now. <laughs> crown me. Um, <laughs> 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 um, oh, bitch. Siobhan asks <laughs> <laughs> what it's been like in the professional slash political world without a tertiary qualification. Ah. I guess... I don't know, in some ways it's been easier. Um,
1: I didn't know what I wanted to study, and that's why I didn't, because I wanted to study, like, five things. Um, and so I just kind of, I continued working um, at a fish and chip shop. And bitch. Every, um,
0: Everyone needs to do hospital in their, oh, in their life. I agree. Girl.
1: Um, and And then did volunteer work for World Vision, and then that turned into a job. Um, and then it's kind of been a ride from there so i guess it yeah i don't know it's been interesting i think people there's a part of people always ask me they go oh what did you study to do this job and i'm like "Oh, no, it didn't you and just i think put yourself um, out there yeah and i don't think it's necessarily a disadvantage mm. um i think there'd probably be some areas that would be an advantage yeah. um but I don't know. I think if I had gone to university, well, I wouldn't
0: be where I am now. You wouldn't be doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, this was know. obviously the part that was meant to happen for you. I, I believe. I think you so. Know? So
1: yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I it's been and fine like, for me. You
0: can always go back if you want to study later on in life. Exactly. Like, I've you know. always
1: felt that if my kind of like career ever like hit a wall,
0: yeah, um, and I couldn't
1: go further, um, then yeah, I could always go back to university. But yeah, I certainly wouldn't be here without. It. I think. Like if I could be still be here and have a degree under my belt, it would be super helpful. But mm. like that, you can never have everything. I'm a
0: high school dropout. Look what I'm doing. I'm doing drag and bar work and Uber driving. It's fucking fantastic. Oh come on, you've so <laughs> much
1: more than that. So much more than that. <laughs>
0: now, I like the flexibility of just choosing what I do. You know, like I worked in hospital for so many years, worked in some shit cafes, and it's like if I'm not, I'm not, do, you know, I'm not furthering myself in this place. So I'm just like, quit bar. Right. And Clousey is like amazing, so I'm very happy to be a Clousey at the moment.
1: Yeah, yes. and I'm just I'm very I'm very lucky, you know. Like not there are very few people that have had the opportunities and I have, and it's been you know.
0: Luck. And you're like you're like you you're you're earning your right to be, what to do what you're doing. You know, you're not um things aren't being handed to you from say, someone who's, like, born into a privileged family and they've just been given these opportunities, like, the opportunities that have come your way have come your way for a reason and you're, like, taking grasp of it, I think. So, and there's a big difference between that. Yeah, I, I yeah. look, I think luck has played into it, but also, yeah. you know,
1: I do like to think that,
0: yeah, there's been some hard work that's
1: kind of mixed in there too, so. But,
0: yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Max Twaire, for coming along to my bedroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and being on my Anytime, podcast. It's my very Jenna. professional sound booth studio. <laughs> <laughs> and any, any final words?
1: Um, The Auckland Pride Festival is on from the 1st to the 16th of February all across town of Makoto. Tickets and registrations can be found on aucklandpride.org.nz. There are some fabulous... Oh, no, this feels like a marketing plug.
0: I mean, it's fine.
1: Um... There are some, honestly, there are some fabulous events across the festival and wonderful free events. So if you are queer, um, absolutely get along to them. There are 154 events. So if you find, if you can't find an event that interests you, then um, I will personally apologise to you.
0: Work. And House of Drag Season Two's premieres on Saturday at 12pm on TVNZ On Demand. Go check that shit out and support Local television that features local talent. We stand. We stand. We stand. We stand. Happy Pride, everyone. Happy Love pride. yourself. It's gonna be our time. Our march. Our time to party. Our moment. Our moment. Our liberation. Our celebration. Our pride. <laughs> <laughs> Work. Work.